Welcome to our Literacy Lady podcast this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Uh, my name is Michelle Witko, and I'm a reading teacher in the city of Danbury. And we have our other literacy lady, Dr. Shaw. Hi, Dr. Shaw. Hey, how are you, Michelle? So good to be together again to talk about poetry. I know poetry is so much fun, especially in primary grades. I'm sure in upper grades as well. But primary grades, poetry is in the air. And I think isn't April Poetry Month? It is National Poetry Month, but you can love poetry anytime. <laughs> and if it's Women's History Month, you do women's poem. If it's Black History Month, you do black history poems. Oh, such a great idea. So today, uh, we are going to be talking about poetry, and I'm going to be talking about poetry in the primary grades and talking about writing poetry. Kids have such great ideas and talking about how songs and rhythms and great lists of words turn into these beautiful uh, poetry pieces. And then Dr. Shaw... No, I just wanted to say, you know, it used to be all about rhyming. And you can rhyme, but today you can just let the words flow as long as there's sort of a beat and a rhythm and everything. You don't have to worry about rhyming anymore. Oh, gosh. That, yeah, that's right. Rhyming used to be such a big deal. And actually, coming up on Read Across America Day for all of our Dr. Seuss fans, there's a lot of rhyming in his um, books that you could use as an example for poetry. But in primary grades in kindergarten and first grade when we discuss poetry we usually read some poems together uh, kids are able to make lists and start to write poems something that's really fun in kindergarten is that when we make lists of things that are important to us or things that make sounds we also think about some songs that we know geez if you're ever on the playground in kindergarten you'll hear miss mary mac 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 all dressed in black black black. So you hear a lot of songs and we use those song, songs in our poetry units so kids can have um, some real experience writing like poets. And uh, they also write a lot about the seasons or things that happen at school and like I said something special to them. So that's really great in kindergarten. First grade we kind of look closely at things so we can think about poetry. We can think about the details of a seashell or uh, something that I was looking at today was the snow melting and thinking of words that we could use into a poem for, um, for snow melting to kind of describe it. So those are great ideas for kindergarten and first grade when we love poetry. Well, you know, at the upper levels, you know, we use it so much for fluency and for prosody. Uh, it's so much easier to use something short and dynamic that you can practice over and over again that's not too long. Just listening skills are so important with the poetry, and we don't do a lot of memorization anymore but we still take those well-known authors and we memorize their poems. And I know you probably remember, Michelle, you learned poems when you were in elementary school and you can still recite them and you just never ever forget them. And then of course, comprehension. We used to have to be able to comprehend just the way the author wrote the poem. No more. We can bring our own insight into the poem and talk about our own level of comprehension and then maybe compare it 
with why the poet was actually writing it in that way. But I'm going to talk about some of the different formats that we use at the upper level, but I'm going to let you tell us a little more about what you're going to do. Oh, sure. It's so nice to have Darla as the other literacy lady. She is so great with the upper elementary grades. Um, In primary grades, something that we were talking about, and actually we're talking about it um, with the first grade at my school, is taking a look at poems that kids write. Maybe it's a list, maybe it's a short little stanza that they have some words written down and cutting them up cut up the words rearrange them have a blank sheet of paper try it out just with some words and then having some blank paper to add in those move along words or conjunction words like and or the or it is like you know Darla we we try to do some comparisons in poetry in kindergarten and first grade Um, they're not as dynamic as in the older grades Yeah, I just wanted to say at the upper grades, we call what you were talking about like found poetry. Great. And we'll take like a magazine or we'll take a newspaper. We'll just cut out words that we like. And then we just, like you said, just take these words, use some of them, throw some away, add in some new ones, and you have this amazing poem that they never, ever would have thought about before. Right, and it's a great way um, for us to look at syntax and for us to say, oh, if I want to make this like a little phrase or a sentence or a question it's a great way to add words in so we can think about syntax and we can think about wow that does sound right when I put those words together with an and or a but if is words like that to help blend the poem together so that's something that we're trying out it's working out really well and we've been doing a lot of poems Darla to uh, the happy birthday tune which is nice so we get a lot of apples are red apples are red apples are red and deliciously red you know that's a start (laughs) that's where we begin and linking the music to the poetry and seeing that lyrics are really just poetry put to music, but what I wanted to talk about is syllabication too, because we really learn about syllables. And I know somewhere along the line, um, you know, everybody's done the haiku, and you're not threatened because it's only three lines. And the first line, you need five syllables. And the second line, you need seven syllables. Mm -hmm. And the next one, you need five. And they're so proud that they have, even at the upper levels, a three-line poem. And then, of course, uh, what we can also do is we have the tanka. And this is extending it a little more. We have first line five, then seven, then five, then seven, seven. So as a teacher, you can actually make up any of your own formulas or rhyme patterns. And I think, you know, that's so much fun. And then with limericks, Mm -hmm. you're talking about rhyming words. So you have A, B, B, A. So the two BBs have to rhyme and the two AAs have to rhyme. So they love these configurations and patterns and being able to work within a formula. And the poem that I think they really enjoy one of the most at the upper levels is the acrostic poem. Mm -hmm. And I start off so um, often with the acrostic and we just take our name. And like my name is Darla, so D I would have dynamic and A I might have artistic Mm -hmm. and R I might have something like very radical and, and L I love to laugh and then A athletic and we share personally ourselves with this acrostic poem. 
Oh, I like those. And the acrostic poems are fun, too. And something with poetry, uh, you know, in, in any of the grades is it's a great way to illustrate things, illustrate things that you uh, that are special to you that you've written about. So if you have an acrostic poem with your name, wow, wouldn't it be great to add a sketch or a drawing to say more about you? And that's a great way to, especially in primary school, it's a great way for the kids to share what's special to them and to, for the other kids to get the no, to know them and to build a great community. I love the acrostic poem. I had forgotten about that one. I'm going to try that one next week. Love that. The other one that I really enjoy, and I want the students to read them fluently, but to write them are two voice poems. There was a wonderful award-winning book, and it's all about insects. So you have a class divided into Mm -hmm. two or three sections, and group one reads section one, and then group two reads section two. Sometimes they're reading the same words, sometimes they're reading different. It's so wonderful for performance. And they have to really practice the reading, and they have to be very focused, and they really love when they successfully can put together a two or three voice poem. Oh, that sounds great. What a great way to improve fluency, where we started our podcast at Fluency. That's a great way to use poetry to help fluency in your classrooms. Right, and I I just wanted to uh, finish off and and talk a little bit about some of the poets that are so, and I wanted to, so important, and I think the three that stand out in my mind the most is Shel Silverstein. Oh, gosh, yes. Where the Sidewalk Ends and about 12 other wonderful books This was the first poet after Dr. Seuss who really said, you know, interpret the poem the way you want. Oh, great. I wrote it, but whatever you see in that poem, you use it. This man is so powerful. He knows what kids are thinking about, how they react, and what they want to hear about. And my other favorite author is Jack Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. He writes about school and the lunchroom and the playground and homework and brothers and sisters. He makes kids laugh through his poetry. And Bruce Lansky mm-hmm. is my third famous favorite poet that kids just adore and use as mentor models for their own writing. Oh, and I love that about a mentor text is that you can model with kids using those mentor texts and help them kind of get ideas for poems or things they'd like to try. So new teachers, if you're ever at those tag sales or that Danbury Public Library sale at the PAL building, keep your eyes open for uh, Darla's recommendations of those authors, um, those poems. Poets, and you can collect those books and have a little poetry basket in your library that kids could use. I have to tell you, Darla, one of my favorite, um, it's, it's a collection of poems, poem book. It's actually from Caroline Kennedy. She has a collection of poems. It's a beautiful book. I just uh, borrowed it from the library, from the Danbury Public Library. Um, a beautiful book of just collections of poems for children, which were really nice. So teachers, if you use your library, card. Get into those different libraries and find great poetry books. Collections of books are also um, great to use with kids. 
Okay, I'd just like to say in conclusion, for my part, where you're talking about the library, Ugh. we love to have poetry slams, and poetry slams are where the kids write their own poetry. They stand up and recite them. They get feedback. They feel so good, and they go on to write more and more poems and have a book of poetry for various classes. So think about the performance. It can be at the public library. It can be at the school library. It can be like a little coffee house. It's all fun. Oh, that's great. So we'll uh, end with that. We thank you for listening and we hope you have a lot of ideas for poetry units to come in the upper elementary grades and the primary grades. Thanks for listening and have a great day.